Ellen Ritchie, Executive Vice President, Chief Legal Officer, and Chief Enterprise Risk Officer at Visa, says payment security will be in for some big changes in 2014. But what will those changes be? Advanced card technology, dynamic transaction authentication, and heightened fraud detection, or something more? Will change mean more regulatory oversight is likely on the way for retailers and card issuers? Here, Ritchie, the keynote at ISMG's Fraud Summit in San Francisco on April 29th, Share some perspective from one of the world's leading card brands. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. Ellen, just for some background here, you recently testified before Congress about some of the malware attacks that have compromised card data at leading retailers, such as Target and Neiman Marcus. During your testimony, you said that our work is never done and that a first step toward limiting the fraud that we see in the industry really goes back to limiting the amount of data that needs to be protected. Can you explain what you mean? Yes. Hi, Tracy. Uh, the first item of limiting the data that needs to be protected is making sure that no one's storing anything they don't need. The good news on that front is that we've made tremendous progress since the early days of data compromises in the payments industry, and now upwards of 90% of our retailers, for example, have certified that they no longer store that data. So that's one big uh, step forward we've already accomplished. The next step, and something that's already in progress, is to devalue the data that it passes through their system. So even if they're not storing it, they're vulnerable to attack as the data moves through their system. So we have multiple ways of devaluing the data, one of which is uh, our primary uh, focus right now in 2014, which is rolling out with EMV chip. Ellen, limiting the amount of data that's stored within point-of-sale devices and systems has been mandated by the PCI Data Security Standards Council since the inception of the PCI Data Security Standard. So why is this ongoing storage of card data such a problem for the industry? Well, as I mentioned, it really isn't storage in the retail environment anymore. We've uh, made huge strides in that regard. Of course, you've got uh, some parts of the payment industry that still have to maintain the data. Uh, and in recent years, we've seen attacks, for example, on processors. So the answer there is that uh, we will have one segment of the industry where the data is devalued in the end of the day so that it is no longer targeted by thieves. But we will have another where we have to have even stronger security than we have today because there is uh, always going to be the need for storage somewhere. So looking at the payments industry as a whole, Ellen, not just focusing on retailers, at what point would you say Visa could mandate that the industry go beyond mere PCI compliance? Well, there are already best practices out there, particularly on the processing side that we've published and are available on our website to go beyond the technical side of PCI and look for uh, requirements that go to business processes, for example, and also to do uh, more along the resilience side of data security, such as uh, improved or more frequent vulnerability monitoring and intrusion detection. So. Today in data security, you need to be uh, getting away from strictly building a fortress to protect data and pay more attention to uh, what you do in case hackers should be in your environment. And then the second uh, big item is to uh, restrict the utility of the data that's in the hands of the retail industry. And by that I mean uh, if we can make the data less valuable to criminals, for example by using dynamic data that can't be reused to commit fraud, we can actually take the retailers out of harm's way. And of course one of the examples there is EMV chip. Another would be our initiative around tokenization which would devalue data in large portions of the industry. So Ellen, you've mentioned EMV, you've also mentioned tokenization. 
What additional security layers is Visa pushing for now beyond some of these advanced chip card or tokenization technologies? So the big three in our mind right now is chip, tokenization, and point-to-point encryption, which is a valuable tool available right now for retailers to protect themselves from the moment data is entered at the point of sale. In addition to that, we're always looking at the next generation of predictive analytics for fraud control, and we're improving our response technologies, the way we identify when breaches have occurred and get that intelligence out into the industry. So going forward, Ellen, what role do you see the card brands playing from an enforcement capacity to ensure that these retail point-of-sale networks, as well as processors, are more secure? We have a rather elaborate program called the Cardholder Information Security Program. Uh, Information about that is available on Visa.com. We also, as part of that program, ask that our acquiring banks provide a validation of PCI compliance throughout the industry based on the size of the merchant, for example. They may provide a third-party independent validation, a self-assessment, and so forth. So that's one big area where we've been involved for quite a few years. And of course, as you know, we are moving beyond enforcement towards incentives, such as our liability shift for EMV. Ellen, do you ever foresee there being more oversight from a regulatory perspective for retailers that's similar to the oversight that banking institutions face when it comes to payment security? Well, that's hard for me to say. Uh, At the hearing where I testified, certainly FTC Chairwoman Ramirez was uh, taking the strong position that additional oversight is needed. However, they just don't have that system of uh, strict supervision outside the banking industry that they do within it. So I would be doubtful that you'll see the same level as you see in the banking industry. So Ellen, you've talked about some of the expectations that the card brands have for enhanced card security. And you've also noted that the card brands such as Visa are working to help push adoption of EMV. Can you talk about some of the steps that are being taken, perhaps from a collaborative perspective with Visa, MasterCard, perhaps even Discover, to help retailers as well as card issuers enhance their adoption of EMV or catapult their adoption of EMV? Well, we've certainly been working for some years to make sure that the standards are really implementable here in the United States and tailored to the particular uh, situation in our market. So one of the more recent initiatives there is to make sure that we've licensed the technology to ensure that all the merchants can uh, route their transactions as is required by the Dodd-Frank Act, and that has been uh, resolved really with uh, some of the major processors like First Data, for example, in recent months. So that's one big effort that's coming to a conclusion. In addition, Visa and MasterCard uh, recently formed a cross-industry working group that will meet to accelerate EMV adoption by working together collaboratively, as you mentioned. And we also have services, I believe, across all the brands to provide services on behalf of smaller institutions who might not want to make the investment themselves. We can actually do that for them. One of the things that came up in many of these hearings, Ellen, not just the hearing in which you testified, but some of the other congressional hearings, is that EMV is not a silver bullet. What would you say some of the security limitations of EMV are? The great thing about EMV is it will eliminate if it's fully deployed, 
counterfeit fraud, but counterfeit fraud is only one type of fraud, and probably the biggest gap if one did not pursue tokenization would be card not present fraud. That means, uh, in particular, in today's world, e-commerce fraud. And so that's why we're so interested in pushing forward with our tokenization initiative. And finally, Ellen, before we close, could you talk a bit about some of the changes that you see from a payments infrastructure and technology perspective that could be coming down the pike in 2014? Well, I think we may have covered most of them. But of course, the uh, biggest item we're looking toward is a big uptake on EMV cards. I think you'll start seeing them come into the market as the cards are routinely reissued in the course of uh, business. Secondly, of course, the tokenization initiative. We expect uh, that we will start to see actual tokenization service providers coming on later this year, perhaps as early as late summer or fall. And that will be an interesting change, I think, for the industry. We also see quite a bit of adoption of risk-based uh, verified by Visa services, which are based on not only behavioral data analytics, but also information that can be gained from the computer or device that's being used to make the transaction. So we're seeing quite a bit of uptake there on our service called Visa Consumer Authentication Services and others like it. Ellen, I'd like to thank you again for your time this afternoon. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Again, we've just heard from Ellen Ritchie of Visa. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.